Yer. Welcome to the Davis 10 Soccer Podcast. My name is Greg Davis, former NCAA Division I athlete, and the goal of this podcast is to shed light on the harsh realities of life after sports. My guest today is professional soccer player Leo Fernandez. Leo currently plays for the Tampa Bay Rowdies in the USL Championship, where he is having a career best season. An, a- an attacking threat down the left side of midfield or through the middle, Leo leads the team in goals and assists notching 16 goals and adding seven assists to his record. For his efforts, the veteran playmaker was named USL Championship Player of the Month for June. Born in Brazil, but raised in New York, Leo attended Stony Brook University before being drafted by the Philadelphia Union in the 2013 MLS Supplemental Draft. A standout player at Stony Brook, Leo was voted three-time Midfielder of the Year of the America East Conference during his sophomore, junior, and senior seasons. Leo, welcome to the Davis 10 Soccer Podcast. Yep. Thanks for having me, man. (laughs) Very good to see you. So, yeah, so Leo is actually the first current professional soccer player that I have uh, on this podcast. So I I know we talk a little bit more on this podcast about sport retirement and the transition process and speak to to former athletes, but Leo is actually a current athlete who's who's currently killing it right now in his in his <laughs> current team. So <laughs> appreciate you being the uh, you know the first current pro that I have on on the show. No, I appreciate it, man. It's it's, it's an honor, you know, uh, <laughs> just just to be here and, and talk to you, man. I haven't seen you in, in a long time, and it's it's gonna be fun. Yeah, definitely, definitely. And uh, yeah, Leo and I go go pretty far back. Um, he was uh, he was a, a 1991, so he was a year older than me. But we played on 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 Gachi together. Yeah. And um, and uh, Leo went off then to Stony Brook University with with a bunch of our other just just close friends and different things like that. So, but but yeah, like you said, it, it's it's been a while. But we definitely have some some good memories. Um, good memories growing up. One of them that comes to mind is. Uh, is, is you playing center mid when we played the, the United States national team? I mean, every gotcha player talks about that. So <laughs> yeah, how can you how can how can you not say uh, forget? How can you not forget that game? You know, um, but like you said, yeah, I was a '91, but I was a late '91. So I, we always ended up playing together, you know, growing up or playing against each other. Um, but yeah, I think that game it was unbelievable. Uh, the fact that we tied them that was like that gave us bragging rights for you know. Forever, I feel like, and to this day, to this day, when I see you know players that play on the national team or played on the national team, I'm like you know my gotcha team, we tied you guys, so you guys are nothing. <laughs> it's funny you said tie because honestly, I, I honestly I was like, didn't we win two one? But you're right, we tied two two. But it, it felt like it two, feels yeah. like a win. <laughs> exactly. It, it was a win for us. Yeah. Nice, nice, and um, and yeah, Leo. Uh, I follow Leo on Instagram. Anybody else that follows Leo on Instagram knows that. Um, he's just racking up the goals and assists, <laughs> and and really just doing doing a a pretty hell of a job. So I'm I'm always really impressed when I see some of the goals you're scoring. You scored a left foot outside the foot the other day. That was real nice. So um, yeah, 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 man, you're you doing know, you're doing pretty well. <laughs> yeah, I'm doing all right, man. I'm trying to I'm trying to keep at it. Uh, just trying to play as long as I can. You know, I still love the game. Uh, I enjoy it. I, I enjoy going to practice each and every day. And uh, yeah, I'm having a good year. I'm just trying to keep going, man. Uh, the goal that you say with the outside of the foot, you know, you've seen my right foot. There's no chance I would try to shoot it with my right foot. So I'm happy that that one went in. 
Yeah, nice, nice. So, um, listen, man, really, again, really appreciate you you coming on, and and I think it would be it'll be real interesting to get the perspective of of a of, of a current you know a current athlete that that's still in, in in the peak of his playing career, and um, it was it was a close friend of mine that you know that watches or listens to the podcast that was that suggested it to me, you know, he was like, why don't you reach out to some current athletes and, and try to get their perspective a little bit. And, and I reached out to you and, and I think like right away, you were like, yo, bro, no doubt. Like I'm, I'm, I'm definitely down. So. Yeah, <laughs> no, excited. definitely. I mean, you know, I checked out the first couple episodes and you know, it's, it's really like, it's always in the back of my mind. Like what the, what the hell am I going to do after I'm done playing? I, luckily I've been able to, to keep pushing it back and, and, you know, keep playing, but, you know, just to see those other guys' perspectives, it's really helped me, you know, make a decision and help me get prepared for the future. No, that's great. That's great. And that's, that's, that's good that you mentioned that, that, it, you know, it's, it's kind of in the back of your mind. And I, I figured that that, that 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 was part of the reason why, why you agreed to come on. And, and I'm sure that we'll, we'll get into that. So, um, so let's just get right into it. Why don't you just tell me a little bit about how you got into soccer and what initiated your love for the sport? Um, yeah, it was my dad. My dad played pro in Brazil. Uh, he would take me when he was playing pro, he would take me to the locker rooms and like, he would go to practice and then he would just leave me on the side. And I just remember watching him train. Um, you know, when he walked onto the field, he would always hold me. That's, that's the story he, he told me. Uh, and then, yeah, when we moved to the, we moved to New York, um, yeah, he was always the one pushing me to, to keep playing. And I think, you know, as a Brazilian, that's that's our first love. We we don't play any other sports, so I think it was uh, it was probably a given that I was going to fall in love with the sport and, and play it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And and as I mentioned in the intro, you you were born in Brazil. So when when was it exactly that you uh, that you came here? How old were you? Yeah, I, w- I was six years old. Uh, uh, yeah, I moved to Queens and you know I played I played uh, my first you know league club soccer with, with Istria. And that was like uh, my first team. And I just remember being so excited just to play organized soccer. Uh, but yeah, ever since then, like just fell in love with the sport, played it every day for the for as, as long as I can remember. Nice. Nice. Yeah. I mean, listen, being Brazilian, I mean, if you're not doing it, then, then what are you doing? Right. And exactly. And we'll, I don't know if we would touch on it, but me and Leo were talking about this before the we actually started the podcast. And, and Leo has do you have you have three brothers. Yeah, three younger brothers. Yeah, so it's and and so it's four boys and um and all of you play soccer, right? Yeah, all of us played in college, uh division 1, two, um two uh, me and two others went to Stony Brook, another one went to Rice State. Uh one of the younger ones is still playing. He's still playing professionally too, so um yeah, they had no choice either. They had to play or you know, at least try try to try their hardest or else you know, they weren't going to eat it in, in the table. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Nice. That's a soccer household right there. Four Brazilian boys. I can only imagine uh, uh, yeah. the, the stuff going on when you guys were younger. And and kind of on that, you know, when you were younger, uh, what, why don't you tell me about your, your your most favorite childhood sports memory? So something that you that kind of sticks out to you when you were younger. Yeah. Um, you know, you kind of touched on it. It was, it was definitely – Tying the U.S. national team, you know, mm-hmm. with our with our Gachi team is something that I, I probably will, I mean, definitely will never forget. And then, you know, going even going back to the younger days was winning, you know, state cups with with uh, even with Gachi as well. And I think like that was like the the biggest bragging rights we we had, and that was winning state cup. You know, talking to your friends like, hey, I won state cup two years in a row, blah blah blah. 
and it's something that I, I, I'll never forget. Uh, I know it's not as big now because, you know, with Academy and stuff. So we can only brag that to each other. So it, it, it was <laughs> definitely a great memory. No, for sure. Yeah. I mean, that's that that was that was something in and of itself it was was State Cup. And, and like you said, the bragging rights being the best team in, in, in New York State. So um, definitely so some good battles going back there and, and looking back at it. You know, what what was what was your your dream and what did you ultimately want to accomplish with soccer? <clears throat> yeah, for, for the longest time, I, I always just wanted to be a pro soccer player. I think uh, seeing my dad play, he played 10 years pro in Brazil. Um, and, you know, my goal was always to play a professional soccer player. I never had like a specific team that I wanted to go to. Um, uh, obviously, the Brazilian national team would, would have been really, really tough. But I, as I got older, I'm like, right, I'm also American. So let, let me try to play for the, the U.S. national team. But definitely, you know, I can remember going to bed each and every day like, uh, and praying. I really want to be a, a pro professional soccer player, no matter the level, wherever, whatever country. I really just want to be a professional soccer player. Yeah, yeah, no, for sure. And you, uh, you know, you, you kind of had two choices in terms of, you know, if you if you got to that level, right, the U.S. or Brazil. And I mean, obviously, two two really good, really good squads. So, um, you know, sometimes I'm like, you know, good thing that my parents were Jamaican if I wanted to. Yeah. <laughs> a bit a bit of an easier chance, possibly, possibly. But um, so I guess looking back at it, you know, um, how realistic do you think do you think the, the, these dreams were that you did have? Yeah, um, I would say, besides the Brazil one, <laughs> I, I, I would say that they're pretty realistic. Uh, you know, growing up, we, 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 we knew players that played for the national team growing up. And I, I was always saying, oh, if they can make it, I can make it. Um, and then, you know, once I, once I turned pro, you know, I was playing with guys on my team that played for the U.S. national team. So uh, I always thought it was a very realistic goal. And, I, you know, I there were certain days that I felt like, you know, after a good game, I'd be like, hey, you never know. It could happen this season or next. Yeah. Yeah. And I think it definitely helped playing with with players of that caliber, because because like you said, you know, we we were playing with guys. And before you know it, those guys were getting called up. So um, that dream never really felt, you know, super, super out of reach. And, and it, it kind of lit a fire, I think, under all of us to to, to reach that point. Um, and what, was, what do you think was the like? the highest point in, in your career. And, and obviously you're still, you're still playing. Right. But, um, but what was the highest point in your career where you felt, you know, closest to, to, to achieving this, this dream? Um, I would say, uh, in 2015, I got loaned out to New York Cosmo and I had a great season. I was, I was young player of the year. Um, and you know, I had a lot of interest from, different clubs, you know, MLS and, and even, you know, in Europe. But, um, you know, I think that was when, you know, I, I, I felt like really confident that I would get some minutes when I would return back to Philly. Uh, and, and that was when I was thinking, you know, just have the same season I had with New York and Philly and then you never know what's going to happen, and especially in soccer and especially in the pro level. You have one good year, you, you could be anywhere in the world. You know what I mean? So I think that was 2015. After after the 2015 season, I felt felt really comfortable, uh, really really confident in myself and and my ability to to reach those goals. 
Yeah, nice, nice. And and take me back a little bit. So I know you were you were drafted by the union. You mentioned you got loaned out to the Cosmos. I, I remember going yeah. to going to the games. I think you guys played at Hofstra University. I think. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I still remember going to some of those games, seeing you play. And then, um, did you go back to 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 Philadelphia after that, or how was that? What was that timeline like? Yeah, yeah. So I spent two years in Philly, and then my third year, <clears throat> they loaned me. They loaned me to New York Cosmos to get to get playing time. And to be honest, that team was unbelievable. The team that I played for, uh, Ra- Raul, Real Madrid legend, was on that team. Marco Senna, Villarreal legend. Some unbelievable players that played in La Liga uh, and also in MLS. So I feel like that year uh, I learned so much. I was able to play uh, almost every game, scored a lot of goals. And I feel, yeah, I was just, you know, that was a career year from from for me. And after that season, you know, talking to my agent, they were like, Philly 100% wants you back. They had my contract. Uh, I was a bit, you know, I was a bit not nervous, but I, I was nervous because the first two years I didn't get the amount of playing time that I wanted. And I was nervous. I was scared that that was going to happen again. So I wasn't fighting that. I didn't I, I didn't say, oh, I don't want to go back. But I had my doubts, you know what I mean? Because there was a lot of interest from other teams. So I ended up going back. Um, but yeah, I think uh, that was uh, an amazing year, especially learned so much from world-class players like Raul. So it it was it's something I'll never forget. Yeah, yeah, and Raul, Spain legend. I, I forgot he was on that team, but maybe yeah. that's why I came to the game. You know, no offense, yeah, to you. I want to see. I want to say what up to you too, but <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I think it was. But yeah, Raul was on this team, and and weren't you? I think at that time you were coached by Gio Savarisi. Is that is that uh-huh. right? Yeah, exactly, who's now the yeah. coach uh, for, is it Seattle or Portland uh, Timbers? Portland. Portland Timbers yeah. in the MLS, correct. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So, yeah, you got you. Yeah, you all had a stacked team just with just players and experience. It was, was, was nuts. Yeah. Yeah. No. Nice. And, um, when did you kind of... I, I guess, you know, the, the dream of, of either, you know, making the, the U.S. national team or the Brazilian national team, obviously you achieved the, 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 the goal of going pro, but when did you realize that that, that dream to those levels um, was, was going to be un, unattainable or, or just out of reach for you? Was there a specific moment? Uh, I, wouldn't, I, yeah, I wouldn't say there was like a specific moment, but I think a couple, I had a couple down years. Uh, my first year here in Tampa, um, I played like six games. I, I hurt my knee uh, and I was out for like the whole season. So that was a tough time. Uh, not playing my first major injury, um, you know, learning how to deal with that. And that was my longest period in, in my career of not playing soccer. So that was a tough period. And then the year after that, getting back to playing, our team wasn't, wasn't very good. So we didn't make the playoffs. And like, I don't know if you know, but Tampa Bay Rowdy's like, well, we have to make the playoffs or else like, everyone's gone. <laughs> we got to get a whole new team. So it was, that was a stressful period. And I'm thinking, and I was just thinking to myself, if, you know, if, if, if I'm not playing well here, it's going to be tough to move up, you know, in, in leagues and stuff like that. So I think those two years were a very, very difficult point in my career. Um, and I would say, yeah, those, those were tough times. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you know, I guess maybe even looking back to, to those years or just just overall throughout your, your career is whenever you you come to that realization, right, that ah, maybe this just isn't going to work out the way I had planned. There's there's always some, you know, some some lowest points. Did Was there was there any specific moment that you remember that you can point to as like, man, I was I was really at my lowest moment here. 
yeah. Um, yeah, I think I would have to say the injury. Um, when I found out how long I was going to be out for, and, you know, me, I'm super, super mentally tough. But, you know, when you, I'm getting back and, you know, the season's almost over and you're like, all right, if I can get back for at least for the playoffs, uh, you know, it, it, it'd be worth it. But I just never got to the point where I, where I felt comfortable enough to, to come back. And, and I then going into that offseason, that first month of the offseason, I was really, I wouldn't say, you know, depressed or anything like that, but very, very sad that I didn't even get to make an impact. And going, going into that first year in Tampa, I had such high hopes to be like, all right, this is my chance to have the season I had with New York Cosmos, you know, to, to make an impact on the team, to score goals and assists. And not having, not having one goal or one assist was so difficult for me. Um, but, you know, I feel like that, that battle, that, that, that moment made me so much better in the future. Yeah, yeah, for sure. And, you know, you've obviously throughout your career, you know, there's there's certain things that, that were done and, and certain uh, situations that you were in, maybe decisions that you made. Um, looking back, do you, you know, is, is there, if let's just say you had like some sort of magic wand and you could go back in time, is there is there any moment that you would go back to and, and possibly change, you know, anything, whether it be something that, that you did or, or something to adjust the outcome? Yeah, yeah. That's a good question, man. Uh, I don't think I, you know, I don't have any regrets. Uh, I, I feel like I had a, I, I've had, I'm having a great career, uh, you know, but I think my first two years in Philly, um, you know, something that I learned really early was how to prepare myself for like a preseason, how to prepare myself for the season. You know what I mean? So I was always coming in fit for preseason, coming in fit for the first couple of games. And then I think in Philly, what, what changed was, my first two years uh, during the season, I had to learn what it took to be a pro and to show up each and every day. Um, and then uh, basically just, just, just to be a pro and, and stay focused and stay on that grind rather than in, in, in the off season, you know how it is like, all right, you got to get fit. Cause then as soon as preseason comes, you, you'll, you'll, you know, you'll be, you know, you'll, you'll show the coaches what you can do. But in during the season, it's so hard to stay mentally in it, um, staying focused. And in my first two years, I feel like, you know, I was 20 years old, 21 years old, moved to a new city with no family, living with a roommate that maybe wasn't the best influence and uh, maybe not, not taking care of my body or doing things I wasn't supposed to, which and, and that maybe stalled my, my progression of how good I wanted to be my first two years. Yeah. You know yeah. what I mean? Definitely, definitely, and yeah, I mean, I, you know, just just based on what you're saying, it sounds like it was a huge transition in terms of yeah. just shifting your mindset, and and you mm -hmm. know, you're going from you know, granted, a D1 college, competitive, of course, um, but you're going to the pros. I mean, it's, it's a completely different yeah. mindset. What were what were some of just the I don't know what were some of the methods that you used to to kind of cope, you know, because like you said, you yeah. you were you were by yourself or in a new city and 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 roommate and and different things. Just what were some of the things that that you did to to kind of cope or to just you know stay on task or just help you get through every day? Yeah, um, you know, for me, what was tough is uh, in my first two years of Philly, we had a really young team, so. You know, with a young team, you're going to do a lot of things that, that you're not supposed to, especially like after the game. You're going to go out, have fun. You're young, 20, 21. You know, you just signed a pro deal. You know how it is. And, and I think uh, I didn't really have a lot of, uh, you know, role models to look up to with me living in Philly. 
Um, and I learned that my third year when I was playing in New York, which you would think it would be more dangerous because I'm going home, you know, my hometown. But I had so many good pros on that team. Like I said, Raul, Marcos, and more older older guys and vets that knew how to take care of their body, knew how to be a pro. So that year, I think, was a major learning learning curve. And what, you know, has helped me, you know, become a pro and stay a pro to, till this day. Yeah. Yeah. No, listen, that's that's so interesting that, that you mentioned just the, you know, the kind of, let's say, like the going out yeah. and, and things like that when you're 2021, because I'm always, you know, I follow, yeah. let's say I, I do follow a decent amount of like basketball and I watch like March Madness and I, I follow like the rookies that get drafted. And then you yeah. hear that, like, you know, so and so or they were out or they got into a fight. And then, you know, I'm like, what are they doing now? Like, you know, there's no curfew. There's no, like, <laughs> you know, I don't know the life of a, of a pro, you know, so I'm always yeah. I'm always curious, just, you know, especially the. The, the the rookies and the and the young kids like um you know but but like you said i guess it's just you know i mean at the end of the day you're you're a 19 20 21 year old doing 19 yeah. 20 year old world things right exactly yeah no i mean like you said like you know you you living by yourself you finally getting a paycheck um you can do whatever you want you just make sure you show up to practice the next day um so it was a huge learning curve for me my my you know my first two years but those are things that you can kind of get away because you're still young. You know what I mean? You, your body can handle it. But if you want to play till you know how old I am now, uh, you're gonna you can't do those things because you'll get hurt, you'll get injured, and you won't perform. So I think I was I was lucky enough to learn it early enough, you know, and then apply all the lessons that I learned and to and use it to still be playing today. Yeah, yeah, no, that's a, yeah, that's really interesting because I think some people going back home. Um, you know, could almost be a detriment to some people, whereas yeah. other people like coming back home will kind of give them that, that, that comfort, that security, and maybe that those, those role models or the, those people that you grew up with to kind of look up with, look up to. Yeah. So yeah, that's a good point. Um, and obviously, you know, you're, you're, you're certainly in still in the, I think you're still in the peak of your career. You can, you know, tell me if I'm wrong. You can tell me how your body's feeling these days, but, um, but have you thought about, life after sports after your playing days come to an end yeah for sure um it's always in the back of my mind uh as much as i i don't want to think about it i want to play forever uh i know that that's impossible uh but you know i i left um stony brook early so this year i was able to finally you know i've been putting it you know to the side of finishing my college degree so this year I finally started to get my, my degree just in case I want to coach college, you know, because I think uh, that's something that, that that's necessary. You need a college degree to, to coach in college. So I don't want to stop playing and be like, hey, I'm ready to coach college. They're like, oh, no, you can't. You need, you need to get your college degree. So that's something that I'm doing, doing you know, now. And then the past two years, I've also been getting my coaching license. Um, so really just I am thinking about it, but I'm hoping it never comes. <laughs> <laughs> no, listen, I, I don't I don't blame you at all. And and before when we were chatting, you know, before we started the podcast, you mentioned that um, that you that your team was able to has a connection with 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 a with a certain university um, where you're able to get. You know, I don't know if you mentioned like a full scholarship or or, or, or some sort of uh, financial aid help uh, towards that. Yeah, no, they hooked it up, man. I mean, I told them that. I really wanted to, you know, get my get my degree. I was able to negotiate it in my contract. Uh, they they really took care of me. Um, you know, now now I'm into it. Uh, I'm, I, you know, it's school, so 
I remember why I, I didn't do so good when I was at Stony Brook, but now I have no choice. I have to actually, you know, get get it done. Um, so it, it is what it is. I, I, I just wanted to get it done as quickly as possible. But yeah, I'm happy that, that I, you know, that I started doing it. Yeah. Yeah. And, and what, what is that? What does that kind of look like for you? Because obviously you're, you're 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 still a professional soccer player. So um, I imagine you're, you're probably playing, practicing during the day and, and doing yeah. night classes. Yeah. So it, to, to be honest, it's it's pretty simple. You just you just log in and then, you know, you 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 watch the lecture and then you do some assignments. So it's never really it's not live. So with my with my schedule, I, I you know, I was able to to get a good routine in. So I'll finish practice. Then I'll, I'll head over to like a local co- a coffee shop and I'll spend like an hour, hour and a half then do some work. And then I'll go pick up, pick up my son from school and then I'll head home. Because nice. I, I, the max I can do is like an hour and a half at a coffee shop. So <laughs> until you know my brain explodes, but yeah, yeah. yeah. And you uh, listen, I'm, I'm 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 getting my master's degree right now. It is online, nice. but um, but I, I feel the same way. I'm like, this is this is why uh, I said I was never returning to school. And <laughs> 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 yeah. so I'm, I'm the same as you. I'm trying to get it done yeah. as, as as quickly as possible. So I, I yeah. totally feel that. And you know, you mentioned your um, you know, picking up your son. So um. You know, outside because I, I, you know, outside of of soccer, uh, you know, obviously your, you know, your your daily practices and the games and the traveling and and outside of school, um, you also have 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 two kids, right? Yeah, two boys. One is he he just joined his first team. He's five, he's five, so nice. you know we're starting the adventure adventure now. My wife has no idea what she got what she's getting into. <laughs> She, she never played, she never played soccer. She played. Uh, she was a lacrosse player, just did cheerleading in high school. So, but she doesn't understand how much traveling she's going. What she's going to have to do, taking them to practice. But she, she'll figure it out. <laughs> yeah, listen. It sounds like you're already getting into that that whole soccer dad life. I mean, which is yeah. which is which is a journey in itself, right? I mean, that requires a, requires a lot of commitment. Yeah. So, um, you know, it seems like you there's certain things going on right now that's that's just gonna transition itself you know into life after sports for you in, in in probably just a higher degree so what what do you you know uh, i know obviously that that this is something that that you're maybe you know maybe a little anxious about and nervous about right your playing days coming to an end and 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 life after sports for you but what do you what do you think that what do you think this period will will be like for you like how do you think um how do you think you'll you'll cope and, and you'll handle this period after it's all said and done yeah, uh, I think it's definitely going to be a tough transition, man. To be honest, uh, you know, I mean, I I feel like I'm I've been able to play soccer for so long just because of how 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 much I love playing the sport, how how much passion I have for it, and I've been able to dedicate myself a hundred percent just to just to play. So I think for me to find something else that I feel the same the same way for is going to be tough. But you know, I think. Uh, when the time comes, I, I'm sure I'll find something that that I, I feel the same way, and I can put the the same time and dedication towards, and you know, try to be as as good and as I as I was as a pro soccer player or into that other profession. Yeah, man, and and even you mentioned, you know, when, when we were kind of chatting, you mentioned that. That, that you listened to, to previous episodes and it was even good for, for you to hear just yeah. from, you know, former athletes, whether they played in, in college or pro, you know, for you to hear, especially if you know some of these guys, for you to hear just just some of the, the things that they learned and, and the different things that they went through. Um, so I'm sure that you've 
maybe even taken up some some lessons just from just from that. So I'm glad that that this podcast, you know, or that 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 kind of served that purpose, especially for you. Um, but what do you? What's you know? I'm sure that you've you've learned lessons just kind of along the way. Even though you haven't yourself transitioned out of sport, I'm sure you've been around other people, other pros, and you maybe still talk to other people who are a little bit older who are now out of sport. Um, but what what do you think is is the biggest lesson you've learned along the way about transitioning outside of sports? Yeah, you know that's a another great question that. I've, I've always, uh, you know, thought about, and I would say like a lot of old teammates that retired, uh, I talk to them and they, they always give me advice. And I think the, the number one, that number one advice that keeps that, that keeps, uh, you know, coming back to me is really just to keep building connections with, with, uh, the community, you know, keep networking with, with, with people in, in coaching, uh, jobs or, you know, professional environments to see what you want to do. Because for me, I don't know what I want to do, but I'm trying to keep every door open possible, you know? So when I'm done, I can try things. And then, like I said, it, once I keep trying enough things, hopefully I'll find something that I'm super passionate about. And then I can just dive right in and, and keep that same dedication that, that I've been given to soccer for the past, I don't know, 20 something years. And then I can just transition it over to another career. Yeah, yeah, no, I think I think that's a that's a great lesson or a great piece of advice. I think even even myself, that's something that I learned along the way when I graduated college and 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 I, I wasn't playing anymore, and I was really like, man, what do I do? And you kind of think back, and it, it takes you a minute to to realize that, man, like we've built up so many connections along the way already. You know, we have, yeah. you know, uh, we, you know, if you went to a university, you know, you're hitting up your college coach or or some of the people that you were in contact with there, like academic advisors or the career yeah. center, people that maybe, you know, like even I was looking back, maybe that I should have been in a little bit more contact with when I was there, but, um, yeah. you know, but I think that, 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 that soccer has given us such a, such a huge circle of, of just different people, also different people doing different things as well. Mm -hmm. Um, and that's one thing that I learned is just, is just reach out to people. Like you never know. I mean, the worst that somebody could say, in my opinion is, is, is a no response like that's, yeah. you know, and then, and then you're on to the next. Right. So, yeah. uh, that, that for me, I think that's a great lesson and, and one that, that, you know, obviously you've learned or, or that was that was kind of told to you from from former teammates. But but I think that that's huge for sure. Yeah, de definitely. Uh, yeah. Like you said, we know so many people in so many areas of, of you know, of life and uh, they, they're only there to, to help you if they can. I mean, like you said, the worst thing they're going to say is no or they're not going to respond. So that's fine. We deal we deal with no's all the time. So. <laughs> That's not a problem for us. We're, we're used to rejection, right? You know, right. especially in the soccer world. Oh, you're not starting. Oh, damn. You know, it's it happens every day. So, I think, uh, like you said, yeah, you just got to keep at it and, and keep keep building those connections with everybody. Yeah, yeah, no, that's big. That's big. So, uh, listen, Leo, let's let's um, we can hold it there, but. Um... This was this was this was really great. I really appreciate you just providing insight and 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 just being you know just real honest with with you know your 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 a little bit of the the anxiety or, or the nerves in, yeah. in terms of what the next step is and and as you know to to just kind of get the input and and hear the the honest just overall uh, opinion of, of someone who's who's currently still in the game and 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 currently you know still killing it and still doing your thing trying um, man. <laughs> you know to, to get to get your insight I think was was really valuable so um, listen I, I really appreciate it 
No, nah, no problem. Man. Yo, like like I said, thanks for having me. I was super excited when you texted me. I'm like, oh, I would love to. <laughs> um, just because, like you said, uh, it's something that I'm going to have to go face. Uh, hopefully not too soon. Hopefully in like three, four more years. You know, My, I feel great, man. I feel better than I, than I did when I was 21. So <laughs> I feel good, man. Yeah. Because you're not going out as much anymore. That's why. You got two kids settling you down. So. Yeah. Can't go out. <laughs> Yeah. If I if if I go out, I won't be I won't be back let back in the house. So yeah, <laughs> no, that's good, man. That's good. Well, listen, Leo, it was great catching up, man. Really appreciate you coming on this show. I think again, this will be super beneficial, also for other people in your position that that might be thinking about, man, what they, what is that next step? So, um, really appreciate it, and and we'll definitely talk soon, man. Yeah, man. Thanks for having me.